0: Yeah. All right. Well, I I assume yes means yes. Go ahead and start recording. Yeah. But it means like,
1: it means I think I'm being recorded 24 seven. Yeah. We were we were yes. recorded anyway.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah. I'll just have to go ask the NSA. Hey, that you know three minutes that I missed. What did they front send front it us, to you? Send it over. Yeah. Well, my friend be, at the NSA. Even, even worse is they send you the 17 minutes before that, and you're
1: like,
0: <laughs> Oh. <laughs> you guys are. You guys are. Oh man, I didn't want kids. that. I didn't want to slap you here and that stuff. It's like man that that bathroom escapade I gotta cut that down <laughs> uh, well it's funny you said that because that's why I was seven minutes late Mason <laughs> but no uh we're
1: I was late because I didn't realize we had a guest today
0: <laughs> yeah I hid that hid that information from slappy but no we're and just I was talking 15 about 15 minutes
1: early because I was four beers in so you know
0: because <laughs> we're on just talking talking a a little about the the COVID vaccine and stuff and how they're going to just like every year going to require you to get a booster shot just because it's not because it's anything else other than they, they can make more money off it. Yeah. And what do you think, like, how shocked would you be if it comes out later on at some point that they're like, yeah, the vaccine this whole time, it's just been saline. Um, because I would never say that. I know they would never say it, but like it that it just becomes like, no, the information gets out there, whether or not they admit it, but we can be like, yes, with a high degree of certainty, we understand that they've been just injecting everyone with saline. And it would just be because it's like they rolled this, it's a vaccine. It's based like it's it's the reason why they never had a vaccine for the common cold and stuff, which is what a coronavirus is typically, is because mm-hmm. like they've always said it's like it's just not worth it. It doesn't work. It like It would be silly to do it. And so
1: it's too variable.
0: Right. And it's silly to try to like go out and actually try to create a COVID vaccine. So why knowing that it's not going to work because they all know it's probably, it's not really going to work. And so knowing that, why would they spend all this money on research and development and actually doing stuff where they could just be like, well, (laughs) here's, here's some saline and they get paid. But they don't have to do all the um... well, they, and they defended find themselves, like so. Right. So here's
1: so like, I'm I'm an anarchist because of Tom Woods and Jacob. Like so, those of you who don't know Jacob Lindsay Tom Woods. Like that's my
0: that's my anarchist like storyline. It's the Mount Rushmore. So... <laughs> yeah, Tom Woods is a little bit silver to uh, the gold medal of Jacob, but
1: yeah. But that's the thing is like Tom Woods is one of those guys where it's like. I, I can't fault what he does. Like I understand, like his, like the, he may not be as extreme as I am at, at times, and I'm not as extreme as he is at times. Like that's that's just fine. But like he had the guy from like one of the Great Barrington decoration, de- Declaration mm-hmm. on, and he's like talking about it. But there was like an in some other show I was listening to, and like one of the other. Um, companies was basically like, yeah, we've been trying to get the FDA to approve us to do trials of this sort of thing for 20 years or -hmm. something like that. So it's like, not only is the FDA the most incompetent bunch of shitheads imaginable, like, just imagine if this actually works. Like, as far (laughs) as they know, like, maybe the coronavirus is super, like virulent and it like modifies itself so you really don't get like that much protection but from the variant that they inoculated you against you're 100% fine from for the rest of your life it's like amazing but like they were like yeah we've been trying to like do stuff like this with cancer like we've known how to do this for years but the FDA just gets in the way so it's like um I forget who it is like I can't come up with her name off the top of my head but like she ran against Bob Barr for the libertarian convention or libertarian uh, nomination for president. And she's just basically like, yeah, the FDA kills like 100,000, like 10,000 Americans a year just by mm-hmm. delaying stuff and all their stupidness. So like, yeah. So, like, just imagine the company actually knows what they're doing. And they've been trying to produce something like this for the common cold, for the flu, like these other variants, cancer, all of these things. For like 20 plus years and the FDA is like, yeah, we're, we're not interested. We want Americans to die. And the companies are like, <laughs> I guess we just profit mechanisms. The only thing the FDA will let us do is kill Americans. Oh, great. So, Like, and that, that's all that's swirling, swirling through my head as my wife tells me. Yeah, I'm going to get it. And I'm like, yeah, I just, I can't do it. Like, there, there's no upside. I had it. That should be enough.
0: Well, yeah, I mean... It's so frustrating trying to talk to anyone who's any sort of normy uh, view at all with, with COVID because it's just everything goes out the window. Like mm-hmm. they just shut off their brains, and it's just I, like it's it's a clown world. I don't yeah. even know what to do. I don't want to have conversations with these people because you can't have a real conversation because it's just well, man in white lab coats said science. Yeah. I believe in science. Science. Yeah. You know, That's we, just...
1: we've, we've got to wear masks forever now because of the flu. Thanks, Fauci. Like, <laughs> if I can't say like, like, oh man, I'm not going to say it out loud because I probably have the NSA yeah. the next day. But, uh, so <laughs> but it's, I'm rush. actually surprised nothing <laughs> like that has happened to be honest yeah. with
0: you. Well, I, I had a, I had a, like I was on Twitter the other day and Someone made the comment to me like, oh, well, I have faith in science and medicine. And it's like, why do you need faith in science? <laughs> it's like, I'm an engineer. And it's like the most if,
1: anti-scientific
0: thing you can say. Yeah, I, I'm an engineer. And if I went and like was trying to present this idea that I wanted to do and like, all right. All right, Rallo, justify justify what your what your engineering decision is. It's like, "Well, it's going to require some faith on your part." It'd be like, w- "Wait, what? Yeah. What about the laws of physics and thermodynamics and and all that good stuff?" "Well, yeah, I mean, but it still, you know, needs faith. Faith is a fact." Yeah, like It's this, like these people watch the blooper reel.
1: But like it's like people didn't see the Soviet Union happen. for damn near 90 years like chernobyl like so like you know i i'm a weird like conspiracy guy a lot of the time so like i don't like my tv has youtube built in i've never logged in so it can't know who i am it knows who i am it sees the ip address from all of the other services where i'm logged in it knows who i am But, like, I've watched all of these, like, videos on Chernobyl. And, like, I started college as a nuclear engineer. Like, I know what happened at Chernobyl. Like, on a very high high level.
0: Yeah, they just didn't have enough faith. Well, (laughs) They didn't. That might be
1: the case. I got really into Chernobyl years ago, and I was reading as much as I could about it. I was fascinated by it. But, like, all the nuclear stuff was over my head. Yeah. So, like, this is the thing is, like, they knew what was wrong with that power plant when they built it they knew they knew what the problem was but electrical engineers were running this experiment and it was just like trust the science we're electrical engineers and the nuclear engineers are like you're fucking retarded like yep. I, you know maybe that's not appropriate to say on your show we don't say things like that on our show normally but like they were just like this is a really dumb dumb thing to do and like one of the things is like most nuclear engineers are like, yeah, the the type of reactor that Chernobyl was in the configuration that it was built with all of the safety limits not previously installed, this was going to happen whether you did this really dumb experiment or not. And people were like, trust the science. It's like, yeah, they trusted the science and they irradiated half of Europe in one fell swoop. Like... What? That Even I just, think the, like, it's amazing the way they really got caught was because radiation levels were like higher in Sweden or something, right? <laughs> or Romania, like <laughs> yeah, they, 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 bl- like obviously there was a big Sweden. Yeah. So, yeah. So for those who don't know, like Intranoble, So they, they have this idea where like with a nuclear power plant, one of the things is you have to provide cooling to the reactor and there's many different ways to do this, um. So like thorium reactors, like the future of nuclear technology, do it like with molten salt and like these really complex things that basically, if the coolant fails, it dumps the reactor out where it stops being radioactive or at least thermal nuclear fission happening. So in Chernobyl, it was these water channels where the, so in like a nuclear reactor, you can have a big pool where it's just a big open pool of water with radioactive material in it, and then these blades of different material that come down to block the neutrons, and then there's all of these other super complex things you can do. Chernobyl did this super complex thing where the channel, where the water, which would slow down the neutron to make the neutron able to be part of the nuclear fission reaction, also was the area that the blade of the control rod would go through. So you get this complex idea, and so they had this idea that they were like, okay, if we lose c- power, we have to scram the reactor, basically. Can we use the centrifuge action of the generators to power the coolant system until the diesel generators kick on 90 seconds later? That was their entire plan.
0: Now- it's that sounds a little perpetual motion machiney too. Without really understanding, not really, because like okay. if you think about like a steam generator.
1: So oh 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 oh. Yeah. I got you. So yeah, a yeah. steam generator is just spinning from the heat from the reactor. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So you stop producing massive power, and it's just like it keeps going. But the the Chernobyl reactor wasn't designed to effectively operate at fifty percent of power. It was designed to only work correctly at 100%. The reactor was so huge that you had local nuclear effects. So you had mini reactors inside of a reactor. I'm like doing all these weird hand motions like you guys can see me. (laughs) Um, So like they had this, they had like 206 control rods or more. At the time they hit the scram button, they had like almost all but six of them out. So they they ran this react this reaction where they were like, all right, we're gonna draw the reactor down to really low power, and then we're gonna see with the steam energy if we can keep this going. No, mm. the <laughs> reactor wasn't even designed to work this way. Yeah. When they scrammed the reactor and they started de- displacing the steam, because like so, one of the things is like with a nuclear reactor, you have neutrons coming out of the core of the reactor and they go really fast. And then you have a moderator and water is a moderator that will slow them down to be prompt critical neutrons, which means they will interact and continue the nuclear reaction. Otherwise they're just wasted neutrons. They're just going all over the place like crazy. Kill everybody in sight because they're super dangerous, but like fast neutrons are a good thing at that point. So when the reactor started to have steam in these fuel channels, where all of the the water and the blades of the reactor would be, that was a good thing because the neutrons weren't slowing down anymore. But as they started to scram the reactor, the neutrons started to slow down. But also, if you think about it, like, and Rala, this might really kind of resonate with you, like a reactor is a 3D object. So it's throwing neutrons all over the place, mm-hmm. not just inside of the reactor. It's, it's not like they reflect in, they're going all over the place. So all of a sudden, you have the top of the reactor start to push down on the reactor, and then all of the neutrons that were coming out the top start going back in. So it goes from like two hundred, like 200,000 meg... Like it basically upped its power con- con- production by 100,000% in less than a second. So Aww. multiple of these channels where the, the blades would go through, which were already starting to melt. They were, like, not the blades themselves, but the channels were already starting to deform, so the, the scram event couldn't actually happen. It started reflecting all of the neutrons back into the reactor. And so two of these, cha- like, multiple of these channels flashed the steam, and it's not a nuclear explosion. It was literally a steam explosion just right. blew the reactor
0: <laughs> to pieces. Which, which I mean a steam under you know enough pressure and heat Mm -hmm. i mean that's that's no (laughs) i mean uh, like like a a, a uh, superheated steam like something you know a thousand a thousand psi of steam you know if there's a a little little pinhole leak and you run through it you'll get cut in half yeah
1: the reactor had massive amount of steam like that in it already yeah. And like the, with Chernobyl, because of the way the reactor was, it's not like it had like the U S containment. So like one of the things like when I was in nuclear engineering school before I like dropped out because I couldn't understand the math anymore, they were like, basically you could have nine 11, some of the new U S nuclear reactors and the plane wouldn't have made it through the containment. Like you saw like the world trade center, which was one of the most super engineered buildings. Mm-hmm like collapse and they're just like, yeah, like that could actually happen at like a new US nuclear power plant. And it might not actually be a containment break. The they didn't have containment like this in Chernobyl. So the top of the reactor was this like hundred or it was either ten thousand tons or a hundred thousand tons. I'm gonna go with it was ten thousand tons. It blew the lid off and that blew through the building. (laughs) Like it just blew up and it wasn't a containment top it was just the top where all the rods were set and like just rip this thing apart and then people are like trust the science and it's like yeah the soviets have already approved that that's a bad decision not <laughs> to mention like i seem to remember like uh the tuskegee experiment trust the science you know they know what they're doing just you know give all these black people syphilis and not give them penicillin and we know what's wrong with them And these were guys who fought in the great war, no, the second great war that they
0: caused. So yeah, (laughs) physics is going to do what physics does. So yeah, you can, you can trust that. It's going to, it's (laughs) going to put a massive (laughs) amount of energy out of that, you know, into that nuclear reactor. Yeah. It's going to blow everything apart. What people don't understand is it's like, all right, what, what we might call science and what these engineers and scientists are doing is their understanding of it. And if they don't have a good grasp, you know, it yeah. doesn't matter what they think they're doing. It's just like the uh, the, the Challenger disaster. The space shuttle mm-hmm. that blew up. It was the engineers knew it, well, and they said it. One engineer knew it. Yeah, they he said, like you know, it was too cold. The launch, the, the time of the launch, it was too cold for the o-rings, uh, for where the fuel went in to make a proper seal. They they contracted a little bit. They said, well, we don't want to delay launch again. And they made all these, you know. Take off your engineer hat, and put on your manager's hat, and uh, <laughs> they said, "Okay, well, I want to launch." And physics did what physics did, and you know, you you saw the result of that. Yeah, but uh, that,
1: the, the best part is the physics didn't kill them until they hit the ocean because they survived oh, yeah, the that's explosion. Right.
0: That's wow! Yeah. Did and they really? Yeah, yeah like so. If ugh. if they had that's a aborted
1: if they had aborted at several different spots even if it had exploded they would have survived or there was a much higher right. possibility of them surviving
0: yeah yeah that's uh that's a really uncomfortable little fact about that <laughs> is that yeah. you know you see that you see the explosion go off and it just looks like you know kaboom and just like oh man well at least they died instantly no
1: well, now like, they they so, got
0: to live in terror for a good uh, well what, that, minute. They, they
1: were, they, from my understanding, is they were pretty much unconscious.
0: Okay, um, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah,
1: and and here's the thing: is even if they weren't, <clears throat> as much as I hate the government, I, they were unconscious. <laughs> like, <laughs> right, like, right, 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 nobody. But so to me, like the Challenger is a terrible example of government incompetence. Mm-hmm. But the other one that broke apart. That didn't need to come home. They had enough resources to stay on the sp- on the on the stay in space for the other shuttle to launch up and get them and come home. They could have abandoned that shuttle. They right. knew it was damaged. They still sent them home, and then they exploded. They broke apart. But because there's not a video of them exploding, nobody talks about that incompetence. Wait, which one was it? So the, the other shuttle that they lost? Oh, yeah. Was, that wasn't the discovery, was it? It may have been. Like, honestly, like, it, it, that's, the, that's the worst part. One of the worst engineering disasters the U.S. government has done that isn't war-related. Like, peaceful space exploration. They knew this was a problem. They had video of the the, the shuttle being struck during the launch before they came home. They knew there was a problem. And they had another shuttle ready to go. Like, I don't really like you know, tax money being spent. I'd have paid for the other one to go. I've been mean, like, all right, that's fine. They don't deserve to die. Let's get let's get something up there. Let's figure this out. They they you know, but they knew. And it's like the challenger, like, one guy knew. And he, you know, that's the thing is like, you know how it is, like when somebody like that one crazy guy in the team is like, well, this could happen, and you're like, What's the percentage chance of that happening is like point not point zero 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 three, and then if it happens, you're like, all right, he's a genius. And every right.
0: everyone else is like, yeah, but percentage wise, he's an idiot. No, they this yeah.
1: one they knew was a problem. Yeah, I looked nice it up.
0: It was uh, Columbia in two thousand three. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So like, not even like in the eight, you know, nineteen eighty six. That I wouldn't have. Yeah, no one
1: talks about that. Like, like I, you know, like I understand. Like, you know, we always make fun of the Soviets, like for their boneheadedness, and rightly so. But like, U.S. government's like, yeah, we send them home. <laughs> no, they should have stayed up there. Just eject that one into space and then send the other one up to get them. Come on.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's 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 like we all do like little boneheaded things every once in a while. Mm-hmm. Where it's just like, why did I not just wait another second or, you know, yeah, do something like a little bit text- differently? I knew that was going to happen. You know, when you try yeah. to... I've done it where I, I you know, I make super something and mm-hmm. I'm going to... I put it in all the containers and I got to bring it down in the basement into the the chest freezer. And I try to, like, stack four of these quart uh, cups on top of each other and, you know, hold it under my chin. And, and then, of course, inevitably, it goes out of alignment and they all fall uh, and yeah, it's like yeah. why didn't i just make two trips or like, but you should have trusted but it, but it, the
1: science yeah i, I should have trusted <laughs> yeah, exactly. the science yeah, but it's yeah like, i should have science, i should have redone the, the buckling equation balance this
0: yeah yeah there was a buckling equation said that this would have worked under perfect conditions yeah but it's, but it's like it's at like, least but i didn't kill you know seven people Yeah, you
1: know, exactly. it's kill if, launch if, for tomorrow yeah <clears throat> if, if there are people's lives debris. on the line yeah yeah and rain radioactive debris from texas to like virginia
0: yeah you know. not not yeah. great like so good nah i i was gonna change the subject real quick oh yeah but um yeah i just wanted to uh we didn't really do an introduction but welcome to oh. the <laughs> and slappy show episode <laughs> 250 we are at oh. the quarter millennial
1: Oh, yeah a millennium just, mark just showed up randomly
0: yeah so welcome <laughs> thank you for helping us celebrate this uh monumental event heck yeah so um yeah uh what did i give the today's may 10th 2021 i'm roland mcflugel and with me as always co-host slappy jones share notes page for this episode will be mcflugel.com slash 250 and mason um There's a very special event coming up very soon. There uh, is. Yeah, you want to talk about it.
1: Yeah, so uh, for those who don't know, unlike these two fantastic gentlemen, I apparently don't mind my entire name being on the internet (laughs) (laughs) with my batshit opinions. Uh, So I'm Mason Joseph. I'm with Tasting Anarchy. Um, I'm also part of the team that supports Jacob, Lindsay with the event Childerberg. So Childerberg is the annual event of Liberty fun times in Texas. It's going to be 29th through the 31st of 2021, um, at the mutual bend recreational area. So, um, I texted Jacob, uh, well, I specific, super secret app Jacob, um, asked him what he wanted me to talk about specifically in regard to the event. Um, so, we are doing a uh, third annual Childeberg, a uh, tree um, pronounced in the Russian way of saying three. So Russian collusion all the way. Um, Investigate Childerberg. Exactly. So the big thing from Jacob is uh, the iron wolf event. So, On Saturday, which would be the 29th, so the first day of Childeberg, from 3 to 9.30, we're going to be out at Iron Wolf Distillery, which is the distillery we found at uh, Childeberg last year. Uh, We are taking over their stage. We are going to have comedy. We are going to have uh, live music. So Nikki P is going to be out there. Um, Owen Glass is going to be our headlining. uh, Musical act, then we're going to have... uh, at least four comics at this point there actually might be some surprise uh special guest comics that if everything lines up would be awesome um so yeah that's going to be a big super awesome event i'm going to be driving people to and from with the uh wine van so uh for those who do know don't know it is a cult um when you're in the wine (laughs) van, so yeah it's going to be a pretty awesome time we're going to be camping so as always um if you do feel like coming, awesome. We'd love to have you. Um, if you have the ability to donate or buy a shirt, that's greatly appreciated. If you're going to the the event at Iron Wolf, tickets are free, but it is a pay-what-you-like model. So if you want to purchase a ticket, that would always help us out. And you can find all of that at Childerberg.com. Or follow Jacob on Childerberg uh, on Twitter, and then Childerberg, Childerberg.com. So.
0: Yeah, we also uh, helped Jacob set up a, um, uh, like a GoFundMe page on a BTP yes. pay server. So if you've got Bitcoin on chain or over the Lightning Network that you want to send uh, his way for donations, uh, you can do that as well. But unfortunately, I won't be down until Sunday afternoon. I have a friend's wedding mm-hmm. uh, that Saturday. So I'm going to yeah. miss all the Iron Wolf stuff, which I'm disappointed in well, because of all the stuff that's going on for that. Mm-hmm. But also... That distillery is awesome. Is there anything I can get you since they'll be able to serve bottles? Oh, uh, I mean, I would take any of those bottles. <laughs> okay, uh, yeah. but no. Seriously, we did the, we did the tasting last year, mm-hmm. and we're all kind of lined up there. And the dude that runs it, all, all the people that that operate there, we're just we're just such awesome awesome people. <clears throat> and, and watching they this were, guy yeah. kind of kind of talk about his craft and and go through everything. You could tell that he cared about what he was doing so much and was really mm-hmm. proud of his work. And there were people up there. I remember that would say something like, you know, I'm not really a gin guy and they tasted the gin and they, and they're looking around and be like, Holy cow, this is good. Yeah, um, That's
1: Jacob. He is not a gin guy. And yeah,
0: they're definitely got into their gin. Their gin was fantastic. They had that, uh, the horseradish vodka—that mm-hmm. you think like, ooh, what's that going to be like? But man, that was delicious. And then they gave us little samples of Bloody Marys with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't remember their bourbon was re- like just everything. Everything was just really like high quality, very good, but also like it was it was unique. Each different mm-hmm. different uh, spirit they had 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 a had a uniqueness compared to what what you would have anywhere else. And then. On top of that, like I remember the prices were like really reasonable.
1: Yeah, they, they, that's the thing is for craft, craft booze, like their prices are incredibly reasonable. And it's, it's not like a craft booze where you're like, oh, this is like name a national brand and this is like their, like not second tier, but like their higher tier stuff. This is Mm -hmm. like literally, you really can't get it outside of Texas and you really can't get it out of outside of their them themselves. So you got to either order it online from them and then get it to ship somebody who can then get it to you otherwise or like one of the few states that like it's weird like you know, being tasting anarchy. Um, we do a lot of alcohol related things. So like it's weird you can ship a lot of stuff to Texas but not a lot of stuff can ship out as much. It's hmm. it's very odd from like Texas producers. But yeah, it is definitely um like definitely a great distillery. Um it's going to be a super awesome day and event. Um it is Texas, so we are going to they they have a lot of water at the distillery, which is awesome. Um I'm going to be really making sure to bring like a cooler in the wine van, uh full of water cuz I got Heatstroke plus really messed up last year. <laughs> so I took the, the Maddie K approach of getting super sick, uh, but he didn't get sick. I did. Um, so, yeah, like it, it is going to be just an amazing event as always. Um, but for those who are coming, you know, as always, be safe, be comfortable, bring hat shades, that sort of thing. Um, I'll tell you guys after this recording who we think m- we might be able to get to come which if it is, it's going to blow it out of the water. But already, like Robbie the Fire, Burn is going to headline the comedy event. So the comedy portion is going to start after 8, um, just kind of some of the way they need things to be. So that's going to be super cool. Um, but yeah, it is going to be just an absolute killer time for those who can make it. And if you can't and you still want to support Liberty and everything like that, if we meet our funding goals of making the event completely out of pocket, cleared for jacob um any additional proceeds go to freeross.org so you know basically whatever once we cover our costs it goes to free ross so uh rollo is always is going to be making a fruit cake um i continue like i insist people continue the tradition not that i have any enforcement mechanism mm-hmm. of this of donating the 50 50 of it the other side of it to go to freeros.org um because you know There's a lot of atrocities the U.S. government does, but what's continuing to happen to Ross Ulbricht is not one of them that should continue if we can stop it.
0: Yes, absolutely. And we won't force you. Uh, We're libertarians. We live by the non-aggression principle. We won't force you to give the winnings back to the free Ross thing, (laughs) but um, there will be uh, monumental social pressure on you. And that that really was a great tradition that you started. And that is a lot of fun. So for those of you who don't know, I make a fruitcake every year bring it down to Childerberg, and then, um, for like, I think it's usually do five bucks. You get to Mm -hmm. uh, guess the weight of the fruitcake. And then I do a, uh, uh, have a whole lot of pomp and circumstance and read off all of the guesses and, and I name names. So if you're way off, you will get shamed, (laughs) but, but it's exactly, but it's, 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 it's a lot of fun.
1: Yeah, so I won the first one and I immediately was like, it's all going to Ross. Um, yeah. Because as usual, I was pretty inebriated, but <laughs> like it was super fun. And like, it's definitely one, it's an amazing tasting fruitcake. Two, like, I literally gave it to, you know, I was just like, well, I can't take this back with me. So, cause, you know, TSA. Like, I'm sure I could, I just didn't understand how it would work, but I was like, everybody's going to enjoy some of this fruitcake and yeah, you know, with like fruitcake, you're always kind of like, is this going to be good? And I was just like, you got like a third of one of these, <laughs> <laughs> like, it was, it was awesome. And, you know, certainly donating it, uh, to the cause of everybody being there, was just amazing. Um, so yeah, definitely a super super
0: awesome time. I'm going to run a victory lap with that fruitcake because, you know, most people, they hear fruitcake, they go, and they say, well, you, you, you don't like it. Maybe, well, I never actually had fruitcake or there are people that were like, no, I've had fruitcake and I don't like it. And I'm pretty sure I've had just about everyone be like, oh, wow, this is, this is good. And it's not just them saying it's, it's, I see them going back and getting more.
1: Yeah, exactly. And that's the thing is like I've had um, I've had homemade fruitcake that isn't yours and it wasn't bad. But when you like look at what a fruitcake is described to be from like a recipe standpoint, it wasn't that mm-hmm. I've had mass produced fruitcakes. I'm just like, I don't like candied fruit like the way they were. And it's just like, right. this is terrible. And then I had yours and I'm like, this is cake, fruitcake. Not nasty crap, (laughs) like is my wife and I's joke. Like my wife loves fruitcake, loves every version of it. So every year she gets super mad at me because I don't bring the fruitcake. back. well, he was going
0: to say this is fruitcake, and it's the it's the greatest thing ever, ever had, ever in the history of anything. Um, So while his he kind of went, yeah,
1: he's maybe back. His kind of name's kind of grayed out a bit.
0: Yeah. So um, one of the things I'll say too is. The first time I went to Childerberg, I was excited for it. obviously. it was going to be fun. There are a lot of people um that I knew through you know Twitter and the podcasting circles and everything, so I was looking forward to meeting them. But it's just this kind of like, "Hey, a bunch of libertarians, it's an open invite come show up, and libertarians kind of have a reputation. <laughs> Of, uh, of, of sometimes being socially awkward and kind of annoying and, and the whole nine yards, we all know what, what I'm talking about, but it was not like that at all. Like everyone was, you know, very well socialized. It was just, it's, it's one of those events where you go and you're just like smiling the whole time, just having a fantastic time with everyone you know, in, in the two previous Childerbergs I've been to, um, you kind of end up interacting with everyone at some point. Um, you know, just talking, hanging out, doing whatever. And, you know, just a bunch of diverse, very interesting people. And uh, it's just really a huge blast. And so any qualms I had about being like, oh, what kind of like people is this going to be like, just totally both times I've been there no problems and 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 with that too you know libertarians also have the uh, reputation for you know not following you know laws that Being we don't like and everything artistic. yeah yeah i just went through yeah. <laughs> that <thing. laughs> but um no i was saying was about the um uh the other thing i was going to say was it, like everyone was also extremely well behaved so you don't have mm-hmm. to worry about you know, there are ki- people brought their kids, people brought their families, mm-hmm. and you know, like no one's sitting there snorting cocaine or anything. There were never any problems. Everyone yeah, like, was yeah. very well behaved, and Every so day, it's day. just like a all around wholesome, great event. And so, if you're able to get down there, like you, you won't be disappointed. Especially yeah. now with like the, the spectacle that's going to be put on with with Iron Wood or Iron uh, Wolf. And, and all the shows and everything. It's just, uh, it's really exactly. going to be exactly. And then, so like on Sunday, we're going to have, um,
1: like a mead tasting. We're going to go out to the winery out there, which, like, literally just lost both of those names. Uh, Goro Brewing is the the yeah. meadery that's going to be providing mead again. Um,
0: yeah, he makes, okay. we, we were tasting his stuff last year. I think he's going to mm-hmm. be a little bit more formal this year. Holy is, cow. Yeah. I never had mead before. And, uh, but yeah, <laughs> I he, think I, he, I think I'm a little bit spoiled now with uh with what exactly for me.
1: like he's he totally is like he may not be like a professional metery, but it's like he was literally taking like super dense notes, like just getting all this information. Like like you would tell him something, and like ten minutes later, he'd be asking about like the specifics of it. Which to me is like somebody who's you know super into like locally produced things was super amazing it's just like the like the stuff that he was asking was just awesome
0: uh we well, gonna was, go back it, out
1: the spice wood the vin uh vineyard out there um all sorts of cool stuff
0: yeah and, and what's really neat about uh agora brewing's bead is that he will tell you as he's you know pouring you the, the, the different mm-hmm. meat telling you he was like this is what i was trying to do this is what i was trying to accomplish where he'd kind of say like give you a little bit of a tidbit and ask you what you thought about like what were you tasting Mm -hmm. how like when were you getting the flavors and and you know when you said what came to mind like he would get a big smile on his face because you know that meant he you got what he was trying to do so it's it's really 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 a fun experience with that kind of stuff just seeing someone's uh someone's craft like that and and all the effort and time that they put in um seeing it work so well exactly and then uh
1: so jacob and i have some uh well jacob doesn't know that he has this but um so like i'm really into kettlebells so one of the routines that i like to do or one of the routines i've been picking up doing um in the last couple of weeks is requires two kettlebells of the same weight and i don't have two kettlebells of the same weight so i'm planning to actually purchase a kettlebell online from rogue fitness and have it shipped to Jacob's house because he's going to pick me up at the airport on uh, Friday morning and we're going to drive down. And so I'm planning to ha- bring out a 35 pound kettlebell out there. So for those of you who like to work out with kettlebells, we'll have a kettlebell out there for those who like to, uh, challenge themselves physically. I'll have some interesting things that you can try with a kettlebell, um, and see how many people love kettlebells. Like I do. <laughs> So, nice. we, I mean, like literally the most bizarre things you can think of that are not like some weird sex dungeon nonsense. It's right. like family fun stuff. Like mm-hmm. we're talking about bringing out kettlebells and not to mention the Muleshoe Recreational Area. It's on and I think it's Lake Taylor and but it's off. Of, it's like a diversion of the Colorado River in yeah. Texas. So like there's plenty of swimming. It is a fantastic place to be in texas when it's that hot because you're just like it's too hot i'm gonna go swim for an hour and just go swim
0: it's awesome yeah we did uh we did bocce ball last year too and Mm. jacob and i got absolutely obliterated (laughs) but i think i think it was car and jared might have been on i know car and jared beat us i forget and i think we'll just whoever whoever we played just destroyed did you play (laughs) bocce ball against us i i did not you, like no I don't. okay if you did you would have obliterated this but like year year one
1: uh jared and i were cornhole champs but like there's only like four people playing yeah. So but yeah like yeah anything that involves a throwing game that isn't like discus is throwing i'm i'm it so yes like um and then peaceful uh treason depending on the weather like that was the only downside is they totally were going to have a wiffle ball tournament which is going to be awesome yeah Um, just the wind didn't allow it so they may try to pull that off again um will is not going to be able to get down until sunday uh saturday morning or saturday at some point because he's got to work on friday um but i mean jacob and i are going to be out there early on friday with a bunch of people um so it's just going to be an awesome time
0: yeah, I I've, the last two Childerbergs I was able to get there Friday night, and that is really fun. Cause you just kind of got like a small group of people mm-hmm. and just kind of hang out and and kind of get settled in and and uh, start getting the Childerberg experience. Then um, exactly. Yeah, it's uh, oh oh, and um. Jacob had a a tweet the other day about organizing like rides from airports and stuff since a mm-hmm. lot of people like myself are flying in getting rental cars you know you know costs can add up for people so um if you you know let Jacob know if you're willing to give a give a ride if you're driving there or if you're running a car um I was able to pretty much immediately um get someone a ride from uh, Childerberg back to the Austin airport. Uh, so that works yeah. out great. And, uh, cause yeah, I'm not like leaving you, until it, Tuesday morning. So I kind of have someone to hang out with for, for a little bit too, while while everybody else leaves. So it, it, exactly. that kind of stuff works out too.
1: If only we had known last year, I could have turned in that rental car.
0: <laughs> well, that's what you. Jacob and I were were talking about where it's like, you know, maybe we could do something later on where, you know, we have the wine van, but have a mm-hmm. couple wine mm-hmm. vans and someone just if if we can get the the donations for it and we just use those donations to rent a couple of those like vans and then we just coordinate picking people up and and going especially as it gets bigger and and if it's you know right out, yeah. right out of austin um you know people Austin. I, I mean, I can't fly. I man, it's like really tough for me to fly direct from Philly to Austin. So a it, lot of people there's are probably no connecting where, from other than Dallas.
1: Houston, where it's like direct to Austin, is okay. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so
0: you're probably fly, there, there's probably a lot of coincidental flights for people mm-hmm. going in and yeah. out of Austin. So it, it could it could really work out nicely yeah. there. So and, it's are kind of killing two is- birds on one stone.
1: Yeah, if you're on Facebook, if you're on Twitter, anything where you can at Childerberg, if you're going to be flying, like if you're flying in and you're going to be transiting and you're you've got space and you're willing to have somebody ride with you, throw it up on there, throw it up, you know, every couple of days so people can see it. Um, Using the hashtags, using the you know the ads and all that stuff definitely helps get people to know that it's out there. Because I mean, I can't tell you how many people showed up last year and were like yeah, I found out about it in the last seven days, whether it was day of, anything like that. Like, so, you know, start making noise. Like, you know, if you're, if your favorite podcasters, um, you know, specifically Tasting Anarchy aren't promoting it as frequently as you think they should be, should be adding at them all the time, reminding us that, you know, we do this thing. But like, yeah, especially with the, you know, this is one of those times where it's, it's time to shine people where, you know, we like whatever you think. Like if you require a mask, you don't require a mask. Somebody to ride in your car, like throw it up there. Like if you've got special, you know, conditions or things like that to ride with you, just let people know so that way it's not a surprise. But like it's time to meet, make new friends. Like this, is the whole point of this is like one of the things that Jacob's big thing about kind of getting this off the ground was getting the liberty, liberty, liberty community together offline. Yeah, like yeah, you know, some people have great cell phone service out there, some people don't. I'm usually one of those ones who doesn't have any service. I don't really care. Um like that I don't have service, that's fine with me. But like the whole point of this event is to meet and greet and be with people that are like-minded where at least the basis of your understanding of the world is somewhat close together. <laughs> you know, you're not sitting there trying to explain like this is why X Y or Z to somebody who's like no, PDQ. Yeah. <laughs> like these people are going to have at least a basis of thought in your direction.
0: Yeah, and what's really neat, if you've never been able to, like a lot of us are on Twitter and a lot of us are online. And so we, we've made friendships and relationships through Twitter and being online. And I do believe that a lot of those are, you know, real legitimate relationships. Um, but it's it's a whole nother thing where you can actually meet that these people these people that you form these relationships in person, and add that exactly. dimension to it 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 really really kind of enriches those sorts of relationships and um just kind of like you know spending time with with some people for a while and in a happy place it's it's really really therapeutic and especially if you're someone that's you know maybe in a place that's suffered a lot from the the covid lockdowns you'd be kind of like stuck inside or you know, you haven't been able to get out much because everything shut down and maybe, maybe friends and Mm -hmm. family are terrified of COVID. So you haven't been able to have much social interaction. Exactly. Uh, This, this will be just the the greatest breath of fresh air for you. Um, And so, or, or people. Yeah. And, and there, there were people last year when you said, that there were people that like, yeah, I found out about this like a week ago. There were people that like found out about it through just like random channels. Didn't know any of us online or, or otherwise. And they heard about it. And they're like, oh, I kind of live in the area. Let me go check this out. And um, exactly, you know, it was it was fun. when I was uh, I went down to uh, I visited uh, Jacob in September. Went to uh, the Guns and Bitcoin conference, and there was someone we met at Ch- that 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 was we met her at Childerberg, like that, and and uh, we knew she lived in the area. Like, yo, come hang. We're we're down in Austin. Come hang out with us. And then she came and hung out for the night. So it was right. it was uh yeah you just exactly. <laughs> developed develop real friendships it's it's awesome for well, someone that didn't like, even know us before that
1: it's like this like i you know i'm not on twitter like i don't right like <laughs> i i have access to the Childerberg twitter like i have access both to the Childeberg and the tasting energy twitter i like i'm not on twitter like i literally know you from the event and like i am message you like through you know the different channels and i'm like or like Will, like I'll message Will from you know Peaceful Trees, and like literally, the first Schilderberg, I was sitting there going like, I am so hungover, <laughs> I need to get a cup of coffee before I start pounding water because I need some caffeine, and I just like I literally showed up, like Jacob picked me up, like first Schilderberg. like I got in at like I was supposed to get in at like ten, and I didn't get into like one <laughs> or something, you know, like I like I got in at like. 12 and we went to sleep at like one and like I woke up super early still and like he and his wife slept in luckily for that but like if if he didn't get to sleep in like it would just ruin Shoulderberg one but like you know just like Will, Jared and like Will's wife and I was just like who wants to go get coffee and I was basically like please somebody drive and then I was like oh wait I have the wine van I'm just gonna go get coffee <laughs> and like literally I like I talk to Will all the time and it's just like okay you know like I don't I don't have any of those mechanisms. Like I'm, you know, the, like I'll text anybody like, Hey, you know, phone number, whatever, like I'll text, but like, I don't do Twitter. And it's like, yeah, look at all these like fun times and events and like different reach outs and groups. And like, that's the thing is like, the whole point of this is like, yes, it, you know, for some people, and I totally understand this. It's out in the middle of nowhere in Texas for them. You know what I mean like mm-hmm. if you you think about it like your you know Philly area I'm from like like super like Norfolk Virginia it's like yeah we're going f- like an hour outside of Austin Texas and you're like where the hell is Austin <laughs> and it's literally like dead center in Texas and you're like that's the middle of nowhere it's like yes it is and it is absolutely the best middle of nowhere Texas you can do like, oh yeah It's so great.
0: Yeah, even just driving, because uh, the, the previous two times I've been to Cholderburg, I flew out of Dallas. Mm-hmm. Well, no, that's not true. The <laughs> um, no. first one was Colleen. No, you you went last year. Was trip yes. <laughs> the first year. But even just driving, because Colleen's kind of close to Dallas. That's what I was thinking. And I ended up driving through Dallas anyway. But yeah, it, it was a couple of hours I had to drive the la- each of the last two years. Mm-hmm. and you know just driving through those ranches with all like the bluffs and everything it was i've, I've never driven through something like that before so just mm-hmm. just to experience that scenery and that kind of that kind of part of texas just driving through the country countryside like that was that that was Man, awesome too.
1: like hey, this is the thing <laughs> the thing is like i can't tell you <clears throat> oh my goodness got hiccups hmm. i can't tell you how much fun it is just to meet new people. And the thing is like, if you're uncomfortable, like I've got a mustache, I'll probably be wearing a Childeberg shirt the entire time. I've got scoliosis and kyphosis. So I've got the worst posture imaginable. (laughs) Find me. I'll talk to anybody.
0: Yeah. So literally
1: like I'll talk to anybody.
0: (laughs) It's funny. It's funny you say that because I have about a week old mustache and and my mustache will be on at childerberg so oh. just find the mustaches and we'll talk to you
1: mustache challenge
0: yes uh yours is gonna be better but uh well like, no one's you know, laughed like, at right? me yet no one's laughed but at mine yet
1: well that's the thing is like my uh my barber she's really good she uh like tripped slightly trimming the last time <laughs> so i got trimmed a lot thick than she normally does. So just look and for the guy that looks like Hitler, is what Mason's trying to say.
0: <laughs> Total accident, right?
1: I, I have uh, blue eyes, but more toward green. But I do have brown hair, and my hair is like pretty, like high and tight. Not like high and tight, high and tight, but like pretty shaved up on the sides, but t- long on the top. Like I could do a. And he always band. wear. you
0: always wear the red armband. You know. <laughs>
1: I am like Mason. Why do you keep pointing German. at
0: the? Why do you keep pointing at the sky, with <laughs> all four, with the all sun. five fingers? Blocking the sun. Yeah.
1: Look! 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 I have been wearing leg sun. braces my entire life. My legs just kick out that way <laughs> when I walk. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's exactly so. Like that's the thing. It's like so. Jacob's six five. He's got a blonde streak. He's wearing glasses. Um, don't bother him too much but if you're like, Hey, I don't know anybody. Can you point me to Rallo or Mason? He'll probably always know where I am. Um, I'll probably be the second loudest guy there as <laughs> usual. And, uh, if you if you find me and like, I'm too intimidating, you'd be like, where's Rallo? I'd be like, he's over there. <laughs> so <laughs> like, yeah, like you, you can't go wrong. And, and that's the thing is like, if you're, if you're super uncomfortable or you're not able to make it, you still want to participate, Like use the Hilde, you know, at Childeberg things, use hashtag Childeberg. Um, if you can donate, great. Anything you can do to like spread the word. If you have a podcast and you're not able to go talk about it, like all that sort of stuff. I mean, like, you know, I think it's pretty well known at this point. Like Childeberg won, Scott Horton was going to come. He wasn't able to make it due to some family stuff. Totally fine. Um, we literally saw on the uh, site reservations, Scott at Scott or mm-hmm. org come up. And then he's been talking about coming. So like people like Scott Yeah, Horton he's been posting about it on Twitter, yeah.
0: which is pretty neat.
1: Yeah. So like, you know, think about like, you know how it is. Like you could go to like the Tom Woods thousand, 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 <laughs> however you say that, episode. <laughs> like... You could go to that and it's a super great, you know, liberty event. Whether you fully agree with his opinions, all that stuff, it's an amazing liberty event. And then he's got his 2000th episode event this year. But like, you know, you can meet all these new people, great friends. Same thing is happening here. It's like, if you want to be part of liberty history, like we originally thought of this as like pork fest in the South, where it's warm, (laughs) if not like i think pork fest is like what like an eight hour drive no matter where you fly into
0: right yeah so it's pretty this remote. is
1: not an eight hour drive if you can fly into austin <laughs> now right you know if you're like the barbary pirate and you drive down from like what is it like north dakota which he can't make at this time or barbary cook i always want him to be the pirate because i know just so funny how scottish he is or yes. scottish looking but i always want him to the pirate but he, he can't make it this year oh uh, i didn't know he, he can't make comes, it that's a shame yeah he normally drives like 16 plus hours yeah he's um, a good dude you know exactly like a uh, crowd government if he's able to make it like he comes down from like the chicago area like, right people are making these insane trips and they they make it when they can because it's that good it's it's just a clean wholesome family event it's just so much fun
0: yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, I put my stamp on everything you said. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and to, to the point of people being shy, like some of the people that like, I give them like all the credit in the world, kind of shy people. And, um, you know, didn't really know anyone and showed up and, you know, without spending that much time, they were just like part of the group hanging out having a, mm-hmm. having a great time. Like, like they've known everyone forever. Um, exactly. so that's just, it's just, that's just kind of the, the audience and, and the type of people that's there. Um, oh, so and, like, like hats off to, to everyone that goes and, and has made it what it is because it's, it's, you need, you need people like that. In yeah, order exactly. To do it.
1: And that's the thing is, like, I was going to say, there's another person who will talk to just about anybody car yep. from uh, timeline earth who literally came up with the idea cause he was making fun of the Bilderberg group. He's like, I'm going to have Bilderberg in my apartment. <laughs> And Jacob, Jacob was like, I'm moving to Texas and I, I've i got to find the anarchist in Texas. And he saw Carr's post and he's like, I'm going to make this an event. Yes. To like befriend Carr. <laughs> this is this a three-year attempt to befriend Carr from Jacob. <laughs> That's how and I then he finally meets and him and it's he's so like, man, I got I
0: to got dilute Car with a lot more friends. <laughs> And speaking of car and timeline Earth, uh, Bird's supposed to come down, and uh, let's see if he—he's uh, chickening out with uh, the war at the shore, the fight, the boxing match we're supposed to have. He—he uh, he acted like he was going to do it, and then just, you know, absolutely chickened out.
1: Well, you know, I've been of the opinion he doesn't actually exist. Right. That's that's my like my a continued
0: contention. He's like uh what's his what's his name? Uh from like uh, Earth? No, no, uh, what's it uh, Quaid or or what's what's the what's the thing's name from uh Total Recall? Oh yeah yeah Quaid. <laughs> yeah Quaid. Yeah, he exists he's a, like a lump on Carr's stomach. <laughs> That's probably what it is. I've I've never seen Bird. Yeah. And I'm pretty yeah. sure no one's ever seen Carr and Bird at the same place at the same time, so.
1: No, so, so you know, Bird, like, every every kind of, you know, so Jacob and I are um, the two dumbest people in the Liberty Movement, apparently, because, like, just full-on blast who we are on <laughs> everything. Um, Like, so, you know, met Carr, and I was like, oh, that's what he looks like. And then, like, I'm not going to say... Who, but somebody else pretty big in the Liberty Movement um, had posted on Twitter a picture that someone else that has frequently appeared on Jacob and I's podcast had linked to and it was an actual picture of the person claiming to be Bird and I was like it's like my little brother <laughs> but my little brother is like 6'2 and blonde
0: <laughs> oh really? <laughs> Yeah. I know. My dad, my dad, I, I I know yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I know who you're talking about and, and yeah. I think the picture. Is so it the one with the uh freakishly long looking arm?
1: Maybe. I only saw it like once or twice and I okay. think I was drunk at the time. It's, it's kind of usual with my Twitter my Twitter <laughs> dives. It's like huh. But yeah, so like it's funny cuz like my dad's 63 and my brother's like 62. Um I'm like 59. <laughs> so but Again, I do have scoliosis and kyphosis, which is the other plane scoliosis. <laughs> like, I have, I have a legitimate medical condition that I learned at 34. I was like, oh, oh, I actually do have that. Fuck. <laughs> it's not, work, standing up straighter is not going to solve this, right? No? Aw, oh, damn it. <laughs> it's like maybe when you were 10. Time machine. Got
0: it. Well, hey, that's <laughs> why you should start stacking stacking those sats and uh, become wealthy enough to be able to uh, fund that time machine.
1: <laughs> Elon Musk style, man.
0: There you go. <laughs> Which is funny. I had something. I originally had some stuff about Bitcoin. Surprise, surprise, I wanted to talk about. But um, we'll have to have it on another time because yeah. I, I like when you guys on your podcast, Tasting Anarchy, talk about Bitcoin. Uh, because you have like some criticism, not even criticisms, but just like questions or, or points you bring up. And it's nice because most of the times when I hear people have criticisms or questions about Bitcoin. It's all the stupid, same, you know, boring stuff, but you actually hmm. like bring up some interesting nuanced, you know, points that yeah. we should, uh, we should just kind of, you know, shoot the breeze on, on Bitcoin sometime.
1: Yeah. So the nuance point of like. I don't know how to set up a wallet.
0: <laughs> no, right. Or just yeah, no, I, or what's yeah. nice is that you, you acknowledge where, what you don't know. And so it, you don't it, just come out and say like, well, I don't understand this. So therefore, you know,
1: no, exactly. And that that's the thing is like, you know, Jacob um, truly functions in that world where he, he could quickly get up to par if he mm-hmm. wanted to, but like, I've always been of like so. I, I read the "What is Government Done to Our Money" by Rothbard, and I was like, okay, I totally get and kind of accept the gold standard argument, like from a like a, a currency standpoint. But for me, it's like I'll trade in like broken glass if that's what you want to trade in. <laughs> like I can I can break us some glass, and, and that that's the thing is like. My, like, I have enough technical understanding of, like, how Bitcoin works, like, from a production standpoint. I get that. Mm-hmm. And I, I get the thing. But, like, my like my burning question, and this is, you know, we'll have to table this, is, like, so let's just say, like, for bizarre argument's sake, Satoshi is actually Elon Musk. Just pretend. Sure. What if he dumps his wallet?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, what happens from a, like, what do people think would happen? Like, that's the, like, I understand that, like, that still doesn't change the fundamental characteristics of Bitcoin, but how much of that is backed up with, like, somewhat artificial scarcity from the original holder having so much of it? Sure. Which, I mean, it's kind of like, why was gold important if the king had you know three-fourths of it that's a stupid it's a stupid question I right. still have that question
0: yeah <laughs> like it, no it's no dumb, I think like, I think yeah. I think that's that's actually a really interesting just kind of thought experiment to to go through um, yeah. that that'd be fun to talk about I like I like that uh, I like that starting point for a conversation yeah exactly
1: so uh, you know go to Childerberg.com, uh, Tilder- Childerberg on uh, reddit which I never update, which I should, um, Childerberg on Facebook, which, you know, is the devil, but I do actually update. Hmm. Um, and then uh, just Childerberg at gmail. Well, I think we've got gmail.com. But yeah, like reach out, you know, if you got questions, that sort of thing. Um, we don't have an FAQ. We should. But yeah, basically go to Childerberg.com and then uh, we'll hope to see you there.
0: Yeah, uh, we will have all that sh- stuff on the show notes page, at McFlu- uh, mcflugel.com uh, slash two, five, zero. So, and that's it. Mcflugel.com is spelled exactly as you
1: would expect it to. Yeah. It's which like is Google bizarre because I expect everything to be spelled completely different than <laughs> it is. And that's the one thing I'll say is like, no, that's actually spelled exactly
0: as I thought it would be. Google Mcflugel. That's what I tell people. So.
1: <laughs> perfect. Oh my goodness. That's
0: Oh, uh, that's what we used to say early on. So yep. it was just like, was our... McFlugel. what in the world is that?
1: Bizarre our John.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but um back up back almost a month ago i got an email from someone
1: mm-hmm.
0: and i won't say their name because i don't know if he wants me to say who sent it in but doc's the son of a bitch yeah. <laughs> but the title of the email was free market success free cooking website Ooh. and um i didn't open the email because i was like well let me just save it so it stays unread so i don't forget it and then like this is the third week that's gone by since he sent it. Um, but I just kind of skimmed it, and, and it seems pretty uh, pretty interesting, this idea. I don't even know if it's idea, but I'm just going to read the email. Sure. On your last episode, you talked about how awful recipe sites are. I just wanted mm-hmm. to let you know about based.cooking. It was created to get rid of the, quote, life stories, unquote, and constant stories when you want a recipe. The recipes are open sourced on GitHub. When you submit a recipe, it can only include an ingredients list, steps, basic pictures of steps, and at the end, a Bitcoin address to donate to, just so I could spare you the pain of modern recipe sites. So that is, it's based, uh, dot cooking. So I'm going to go there right now. And if you're listening to this and you know, I finally, oh, there it is. Let's see. Um. It's, it's actually got a pretty, uh, pretty decent sized list of stuff here.
1: Um, nice. So the, the question is, does it interface with the Nextcloud recipe, uh, plugin? Nextcloud. I don't know what that is. Uh, so sure Nextcloud is a. Um, do you know what OwnCloud is? Oh n- no, I do not. All right. So basically, you know, Dropbox. Google Drive, that sort of thing. Nextcloud is a open source alternative. So OwnCloud was the original one, but OwnCloud was owned by a company. It wasn't super on source. So the, the, the basic creative development team behind it kind of just with like, yeah, we're leaving and they started Nextcloud. So like, the, like not that this is like on an anarchist uh, platform, like a great example, but the cloud-based services that the German government uses is Nextcloud. Mm. So it's like a self-hosted cloud. So like okay. I have a server that sits on my network where like if the house is burning down and my my wife, my daughter, and my dog are out, that's the only thing I'm grabbing. Okay. Yeah. Our whole digital life is backed up to it. And you can make it accessible from the outside world, but like mine is specifically not. So like you can't get to it through the internet, but like you can if you wanted to. So it's like you you own your own cloud. So instead of having like stuff back up to Google Drive, you can back it up to Nextcloud.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And they've got all these like crazy plugins and stuff. And one of them is a recipe one.
0: Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm kind of putzing around this uh, base cooking, and it's it's awesome. Like this is what yeah. it should be. <laughs> Just.
1: But do you know? why those other websites have those million stories?
0: Oh, I know why. It's because it's all affiliate marketing. They're trying to get you to click links on stuff.
1: Exactly. I, yeah. So, yeah. And you can't blame them. Like, I mean... No,
0: it is what it is. I mean, it is, it's...
1: But uh, I wish they hyperlinked the site so you could drop down if you wanted to.
0: Right. The frustrating thing is you so, it takes forever to load because they just load it up with so much crap and then you are kind of scroll <laughs> through... And then say you're on your phone trying to follow something, and then your phone, you know, the screen you blanks. Know, and you open tour it back up on your phone, man. And then it, yeah, and then it goes somewhere else. It's just, it's just. <laughs> but that's why <laughs> hey, I started. Hey. Also, also why I just started buying like cookbooks because you get you tend to get better job or better way of getting like more authentic stuff. Because so I like doing mm-hmm. like ethnic cooking. And uh, mm-hmm. speaking of, like I've as I'm sure you've seen in like the pictures I've been sending. Like everyone, I like the churrasco stuff I'm doing, the Brazilian grilling. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just bought an Argentinian grilling yeah. book, which is kind of where a lot of the churrasco came from. But it's just more, like more, less refined. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't want to say that. Um,
1: the the version of the cookbook that you have is less refined. Yeah.
0: Well, I was saying that like the Argentinian, I'll say that, like the Churrasco is a okay. more refined no, yeah, yeah, version yeah. of yeah. the like um, the uh, uh, Asador is is what it's well part of the grilling's mm-hmm. called, but it's it's all just like cooking with fire, all yeah. different ways of cooking with fire, and like being aggressive and just like getting really clo- like nitty gritty kind of stuff. Now they that doesn't mean they don't have you know depth to their cooking and everything. Um, which it's just like fire, wood fires and iron uh-huh. or, and rocks is, uh, is, is basically like all the tools that you're, you're using for cooking yeah. and, to, um, to
1: throw this, throw this back to Childerberg. That's one of my favorite memories of Childerberg is you talking cast iron cooking.
0: Oh yeah. With Eric. <laughs> yeah. That was fun. Yeah. And then,
1: and then to so like, literally what I did this, this, this morning is I like, Saute some onions, mushroom mix, and then stir in some ground beef plus like a bunch of seasonings um, as part of my keto uh, lunch prep. Mm-hmm. So I was like, ah,
0: man, coconut oil. Like I'm going a little outside, but <laughs> 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 yeah. But that that would be the uh, that would be the goal. Maybe maybe at some Childerbergs in the future. Maybe when there's a Childerberg town, I'll have my uh, Brazilian, Argentinian uh, kind of grilling. Um, place, and uh, I've been saying to people because in the book they have directions or instructions on how to um grill an entire butterflied cow, Mm -hmm. and uh, you know you have this like you lower this huge iron thing over top of the fire. It's just it's it's a spectacle, and it's like if I ever do accomplish that, like this means I've made it in life. If I'm able to just grill an entire cow over a fire, like everything has come and has fallen into place. Everything is working for me. Like I've reached that's, that's the pinnacle.
1: Yeah. So uh, speaking of my uh, quick, we uh, talked about before the show started recording. So my anniversary with my wife is coming up and we had a uh, whole cooked hog (sighs) as uh, our main dish um, from a local butcher shop.
0: that's Um, awesome.
1: so like my dad relit the, like, so basically re-rented the grill and they had pre-cooked the pig, but my dad got the grill hot and got it warmed Mm -hmm. for everybody to eat. And then like my dad (sighs) spent most of the reception, like taking apart a pig and he was just in love. (laughs) He's just,
0: he's so happy. I've had the opportunity to be to a few places where they, they did the the roasted entire pig and it's just, yeah, it's unbelievable. There's a place, uh, at, like an Italian deli near where my brother used to live, and they would do, uh, I think it was like the last Saturday of every month, they would do the porchetta mm-hmm. sandwiches, so you had like a, you know, like the real good uh, hard Italian roll and, and the Italian roasted pork, and when you're waiting in line for it, they had like the the skin, just like in a big mm-hmm. pile. You just While you're standing and waiting there, you can just start chomping on the, the roasted pig skin. It's...
1: I and here, it. here I thought you—they were gonna have like a sign with the countdown of how many sandwiches were left no, to no. see if you're screwed or not. I was like, "Oh man!" I know that sounds amazing. So,
0: yeah. So yeah, like Mason. Childberg um, four, yes, yeah. <laughs> maybe for Childerberg four, we'll do that. We'll see what a uh, see what the price of Bitcoin does by then. See how uh, <laughs> exactly. That would be great. But um, yeah. So uh, you know, uh, Childerberg starts what it. What are we like uh
1: nineteen days?
0: Yeah. So I guess about two weeks before Childerberg uh starts, I'll fire up my tractor and get a, get a, a flatbed on the back and start moseying my way on down to Texas. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so once again, all the links for all the stuff we talked about will be in the show notes page, McFoogle.com slash two fifty uh we'll also include if you don't listen to them already I highly recommend listening to Mason and uh Jacob Lindsay's podcast Tasting Anarchy that is where um I got a lot more into wine and started appreciating wine a lot more and speaking of that more food conversations but um a guy I met at my uh local Bitcoin meetup it was probably over mm-hmm. a year ago um he asked. He invited me over to his house one time because he wanted me to talk, explain Bitcoin to him in more detail. Mm-hmm. And he's a uh, he was a he was a gold bug, but an Austrian understood money. And you know, I was like, oh, he's, I, I can. I'm interested in hearing about Bitcoin. I don't really understand it, but yeah, it kind like of I can get behind this. Yeah. yeah, it kind of clicked for him when we explained it to him. And so he wanted to uh, get into it a little bit more. So he said, "Hey, do you mind coming over and you know sitting down and and talking about it?" I said, yeah, absolutely. And so he tried to like pay me for it. And I'm like, no, oh. I, I can't take your money for it. But what we arranged was he and his wife um, uh, uh, make wine. And so he gave me a bottle of uh, Pinot Noir. And oh, wow. I had it this weekend, finally. I had it sitting in my little wine rack for a while, waiting for a special occasion. My parents were up um, staying at my house this weekend. And so for dinner Saturday night, we cracked the bottle open and man, as soon as I opened the bottle, just smelling it out of the bottle, I was like, Wow, this is a this is very like full. Um good. And man, like just really full flavor, really, really tasty. Um my parents were like they were talking about they were with the rest of my family the next day. My parents were were talking about it to everybody. So uh, hats off to, to my buddy who, uh, <laughs> yeah. who, made that wine. I mean, wine. Pinot
1: Noir, Pinot Noir is like one of those things where it's, when you get a good bottle, it can still be really hard to access what's going on. And to hear that, like this guy's making his own Pinot Noir and it's like, it's coming out and it's so available right up front. Mm-hmm. A lot of people may not like that fact because it's like Pinot Noir is kind of a ghost in some ways. But like, to me, that just sounds
0: awesome. Oh yeah. Uh, just like really full body, really nice, <coughs> nice dark purple color. Just, it, he absolutely nailed it. It, it was, it, it, it was, it was just an excellent bottle of wine. Nice. I'm happy I was able to share it, but also kind of happy that I, or also not happy that I had to share it. Cause <laughs> <laughs> so no, my, I, know,
1: I know exactly the feeling. It's like, sometimes you're just like, I can't recreate this moment, but I wish I could just spend the next four hours enjoying this moment. Yeah. Yeah. But that's the thing about wine is like, it's, it's meant to be shared. No one should be drinking a whole bottle of wine themselves. Right. Like, yeah. You know, you can like people, plenty of people do, plenty of people can, plenty of people do, but like the whole idea is to share it like with your friends and family. (laughs) And it's awesome to definitely like, especially like if you're not known as the wine person mm-hmm. to be able to pull out a bottle or two and like knock people's socks off is always a good time.
0: Oh yeah. 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 It's uh, wine is really, really a, uh, a fulfilling thing to get into for, for a lot of reasons, uh, exactly. for all the things you just mentioned. And also, you know, once you start appreciating it and pairing it with, with food, uh, mm-hmm. it, it really, really makes the eating and drinking experience a whole lot better. So yeah. um, once again, actually uh, thanks Slappy for joining us for this episode of the Rollo and Mason show. Um,
1: mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> pleasure to be here. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for listening. We will catch you next week.
1: Peace. Peace.